man-to-man podcast mike mikowski dennis lemire we're here just having conversation and trying to run through uh questions that guys might ask or even if they don't maybe they should yeah right right in conversation one of the things i did uh I was listening to um, I was listening to a podcast and I did a podcast this last week and um, the idea of community came up in in both of them like the what's a key right for guys and and community was something that came up and and having these conversations is so key for guys to be able right. to do that and and I think that we as a we as men frankly and as a society have gotten so far away from that right. we've just lost community. And guys, it's almost like taboo, right? To yeah. well, we're gonna have a conversation <laughs> no. about no. about like what I had for dinner last night, right? right? Exactly, exactly. I mean, anything, yeah, anything beyond that is right. way too deep. Yeah, too deep. But I feel like this is necessary, it and is so necessary. that's why we're doing these. Yeah. So the last two episodes that 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 we released have been Doctor B episodes, and those are. Those are deep. That's a deep. I mean that. <laughs> that guy is. I mean that's something else. Oh, yeah. That guy is. Uh, I mean he he has decades of knowledge yep. that he imparts, and um, it's it's kind of a ride. I mean you just sort of. It feels like you kind of get on and push off, and then just the boat just goes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yep. You need a pen and paper for that one. That's for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I was furiously trying to take notes and then he handed me his notes and i went home and i was reading them and i thought boy i gotta take this like this is not a hot dog with chili on it (laughs) at all (laughs) no no this is steak and potatoes that's why i love it that's why i love it yeah so uh so watch those because they're phenomenal and it's it's a deep dive um but if you go back to the last episode that we talked about, we were, you were you brought up the the scripture of when Jesus called his disciples, and okay. and that just got me down this trail of studying, basically, which is what we hope that this just whole podcast does, does right? Is is kick kick any people? And I want to read you this quote. It's from Dallas Willard, uh, living in Christ's presence, final words on heaven and the kingdom of God. So it's a long. Dallas Willard is like Doctor B. Yeah. If I feel like those two. Would have had some phenomenal. I mean, if you could add those two record podcasts, oh my gosh! Oh, yeah, that would have been that'd ridiculous. Be, would be that crazy? Be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just you would have had to, one. I would have had to have somebody decipher it for me because <laughs> I have to like I have to chew on some of that stuff. Oh yeah, hard. Yeah. And some of these books that I read from Dallas Willard, I, again, I have to take some time on it because it's not. It's not a hot dog with chili. Not something you skim through. No. No. But this quote kind of jumped out at me from this book. It says, Many people think of Jesus as our Savior, as the one who will get us into heaven. So the question often is, have I accepted Jesus as my Savior? But we never ask the question, have I accepted Jesus as my teacher? And that's the real question. With the disciples, it began there. They began by accepting him as their teacher and then accepting him as their savior, which included, of course, their eternal destiny. That was a natural outflow of that. But they started with Jesus as their teacher because we all have to learn how to live. Yeah, that's so good. So what is the difference between Jesus as teacher and Jesus as savior? Hmm. You got me there. No, I'm joking. The difference between Jesus as Savior and Jesus as teacher, obviously, when it comes to our walk with him, when he's our Savior, we know we, we, we walk with this thinking that we have heaven. Right. With his teacher, we give up our life for him to teach us, to, to train us, to, to tell us exactly what Dallas Willard said, to teach us how to live. I mean, there is a difference. Uh, we, we're, we're gaining information and learning from somebody somewhere all the time. Uh, you, you have teachers in your life right now, mm-hmm. and um, uh, but are we living a life that's actually being taught by Christ? Uh, he is the way, the truth, and the life, right? And so, um, so there's a, there's definitely a difference in the fact of uh, knowing I got heaven or knowing I got someone to teach me how to live, right? So, so knowing you have heaven really, I mean, it doesn't there it's it changes you. Oh yeah, I think it changes you internally. Yeah. 
but it doesn't answer any question right. necessarily. Right. All other than I know where I'm going when I die. Right. Right. So then I think the next logical question there is then what does it mean? What does Jesus as teacher mean? Like what does that entitle? How what do you do with that? Right? Like what what now that you have that info, okay, boy, I, I understand the I need Jesus as Savior because I uh, I don't I need us I don't know how to, I can't save myself. Right. Right. I can't you can't work your way into heaven, the Bible right. says, right? So you you we you need a savior. Jesus is that. Right. That one's pretty easy to understand. It's easy to comprehend. What does Jesus as a teacher mean, though? Like, what is that entitle? How do we go about approaching that? Well, entitles being taught by him, and entitles about opening up our opening up our minds to him and the, his ability to teach us how to live. Um, you know, like in in the Bible, ninety times Jesus was addressed directly in the Gospels. Um, as as and ninety times he is directly addressed, and sixty times he is called teacher. And so it's the reality of uh, you've got to be learning from him. You can't just skate through life. And if you do, you're going to have a difficult time with it. So that, that 60 of 90, what that tells me is that that was what he was known as. Right. That Jesus was known as teacher. Right? Yes. You, you, the, the one verse he brought up was, you know, Jesus and Nicodemus, right? Nicodemus was known as actually, so he was a Pharisee, yeah. but he was a teacher of Pharisees. Yeah. So Nicodemus himself was a teacher, right. you know, in, in, in some translations it re refers to nicodemus as teacher of teachers so he actually taught people that taught people yes right, right? and he goes to jesus and how you know and, and how he refers to him as as teacher oh yeah so, and in fact when he when he refers to him as teacher um it says here in john 3 1 it says there was a man named nicodemus a jewish religious leader who was a pharisee after dark one evening he came to speak with jesus rabbi or that word is being teacher he said, we all know that God has sent you to teach us. Right. Your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. He says, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. So what do you think? Why do you think he uses that phrase specifically? I tell you the truth. Because I think, I think, there, I think there's so much information out there, but how do we know it's true? Right. How do we know what we're being taught is true? How do we know it's just some, it isn't just somebody's opinion? And they learn from somebody, and they learn from somebody, and they learn from somebody. You know that's why I love. That's why I love when it could become when, when it comes to Jesus. Uh, I, I love in John it says the Word became flesh. Mm -hmm. I mean the actual Word of God, which is Scripture, became human form, and dwelled among us. And and so the says, Word of God is basically the teaching of God. Yes, the, the words of yes. God are basically yeah. another way you could put that right is the teachings, the teachings of, God of God. Right, became flesh. flesh. Right, right. So when you when you know we talked about a little bit beforehand of um, when when whenever whenever you're listening to someone or someone's telling you something, you got to consider the source. Right, right. So you got you know you got a you got a couple that's having a struggle in their marriage, mm -hmm. and and uh, the the guy's mom say the guy's mom maybe been through four divorces, mm -hmm. but he's going to her for advice on marriage. Oh, well, you should consider the source. Where right. right? And so, I mean, so who are we learning from? There's so much information out there today that, that's trying to get our attention, that's trying to teach us things. And so what I love about Scripture is it literally says that he became flesh. We have seen his glory and the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. So I think there's, I think there's a connection when it comes to why would I want Jesus Christ as, as my teacher? Because, uh, once again, he is the teaching in flesh. Right. He doesn't speak anything outside of God and what God says. That's a, that's a reliable source. If I'm going to consider a source, that's one I'm going to rely on to teach me. The Bible says that he knew me before I was created, in, before he created the heavens and earth. So he even knows me. We did that whole podcast on the one who knows me the, the most loves me the best, or the one who knows me the best loves me the most, mm -hmm. right? Right. So, so if, you, if, you, if you claim to be a Christian, which is, which is little Christ or Christ follower, if you claim to be a Christian, yeah, we have salvation. Yeah, that's in our bank account that, you know, that we, we receive when we ask Christ into our life. But now, now that we're there, now that we're in the family of God, we need to be taught right. how to reflect that in this world, how to be a part of who he is and his nature in this world. Um, so I'm not saying you don't go and read other books and other authors. I mean, 
you know, I'm sure there's some great things that you can get from George Washington or Jordan Peterson. You know, we're, we're always looking for information, but none of them was the teaching in flesh. And, and if, it, if it contradicts, right? So one of the things you hear a lot nowadays is, well, that was, that was then, yeah. right? That was back then. Yeah. Now we've become enlightened, mm-hmm. right? Like somehow we have surpassed God's teachings, right. <laughs> the creator of the universe. We have somehow surpassed. Right. And because we have invented self-driving cars and tall buildings and heat and air conditioning, um, because people invented that, we have somehow surpassed the knowledge of God. Right. And that stuff is old. Right. And if, it, if, if basically, if Jesus knew then what he knows now, he would teach differently. Right. Right. Is, is almost, yeah. it, I mean, it's, we're very, uh, it, oh, yeah. It's very close to people saying that right now. Right. It's, it's very close. They're like, well, you know, did Jesus really mean that? Yeah, he really did mean that. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, right. He for sure meant that. Yeah, human, humankind and all that, you know, we've, Changed a lot in our thinking, but the Bible's been the same from the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's it's it's, just, it's you know it talks about how 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 we worshipped created things and not the Creator Himself. Right, right. So that's what that's what's going on. Is yeah, we we actually think that because of the knowledge that we have, we're all that. What do we need? What do we need Jesus's information for? Well, because it's about the heart. Right. It's about the attitude of the heart. It's about the attitude of. You know, the Bible talks about how the only way I can be transformed is by the renewing of this. Mm-hmm. But what do I want my mind to be renewed by? Well, I want it to be renewed by truth. I want it to be renewed by the one who, the one who is truth, the one who, who came as truth, the one who, is the, who only spoke what the Father said, the one who knows the Bible better than anybody else, right? I, I, mean, I mean, yes, I, I, it's okay to gain information, but if you, if you, if you sell out to somebody, mm-hmm. they're going to fail you. At one point right. in time. And, and I think it's okay. I think the, the point is, right, that it's okay to gain information if that person's, if the source of truth is the source of truth. Right. Like there, ha- there is a source of truth. Yep. And if it goes against that, it doesn't matter how good of a presentation it is or how smart that person is or even, frankly, how well-meaning they might be. Right. Right. There's a whole lot of well-meaning people right. out there teaching things. Well, yeah. If it doesn't line up with what Jesus taught, right. then it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't hold the test of time, frankly. Right. No, and, and you can take You're following one. the wrong teacher, right? Exactly. I mean, again, you're following right. the wrong. Because like you said, you're, you're being taught by somebody. Yeah. We all are yeah. all the time. Yeah. It's who you choose to allow to teach you right. or in what manner you allow right. them to teach you. And obviously there's some faith involved in this. Obviously, you know, the Bible says that he was perfect. Mm-hmm. He never sinned. I want to know about that. I want to know how to do that. Right. I mean, he never sinned. That's the struggle that the human race is consistently struggling with is sin. Well, why would I? Why would I? Yeah, I've listened to mentors and all that kind of stuff. But the ultimate place I want to be gaining my wisdom from is someone that overcame it all. Right. And still chose to die. Yeah. I, I, uh, you can even take that step further, right? Like, I think it's, I don't know who the heck I was listening to, but Jesus did more than just choose to die. Like, we all, I think we stop a lot of times there, you know, yeah. like at the crucifixion, right? Like, oh, because it's horrible. I mean, it's terrible. Right. It's this terrible death. It's this crazy point in history where you go, oh my gosh, they, this is an innocent person that they just did this to. This is an innocent, perfect person, by right. the way, who never hurt anyone. Right. And they, I mean, was murdered in a gruesome, terrible well, way. It was the worst recorded right. in history. Right? Terrible. Yeah. But that's not where it ended. No. Like, after Jesus was crucified, he then took on the sins of the world. Yeah. He, that the crucifixion probably was the least of the worst. If you think about it, because that's flesh, right. right? Which for God is like, we'll make it through this. Then he had to take on the sin of the world. He had to literally descend. Right. The, the, the Bible says he descended to hell. Right. That had to have been rough. 
Oh, yeah. I mean... He went there on a, with a purpose to take right. the keys, but yeah. Right. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. I mean, just to, I mean, you know, one of the things that I've done in my own life is, uh, obviously, we all sin, we all fall short of God's glory standard. You know, we, we do that. We mess up. And, you know, whether you're listening or whatever, but everyone has sinned. We've all met, we all, and sure. so the weight of that, mm-hmm. I mean, just imagine the weight of the one sin. You're struggling with a certain area of your life. You're struggling with that. He took on all of them. All of them. People that passed away, that were living, that are still going to live to this day. Mm-hmm. Every human being, he, the Bible says, bore on his, his own back. Right. That's why I totally believe that's why, you know, when you, when you look at the scripture where he was stabbed and water and blood flowed, the only way water can be separated by blood is by extreme depression or, dra- or trauma, mm-hmm. like majorly, right. as it said. And so, yeah, he carried the, carried the sins of the world. Right. Well, now he can talk to us? I want to listen to him. Right. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, again, when you're choosing your teacher, yeah. right? And the, the, the thing with that quote that I think that I, that I um, you know, that, that gets me the most, or part of it, is that end part, right? They started as Jesus, as their teacher, because we all have to learn how to live. Right. Exactly. I love that. I mean, what a, what a concept, right? We're all, we all are learning how to live. In some way, shape, or form. Yeah. And so, what better example of how to learn to live than Jesus? And and again, in that Dallas Willard quote, he talks about the disciples watched how he lived, and that was where their salvation then came from. Because we talked about before this. Say that right? again. They they watched so how good. he lived, and that's where their salvation came right. from. You know, we talked earlier that the disciples thought that he was the Messiah, and at that time, the Messiah was supposed to be, in their mind, what they were thinking was that it was going to be some sort of, like, military revolution that was going to lead them out of the captivity of the Romans, right? And so, salvation wasn't, it wasn't even a thing. Right. It didn't exist until Jesus died. Right. And so, they, they, they would have no concept of it, right. because it, it, it had not been invented per se, right? At the, in, up until right. that point. Right. It would be like it would be like them, if you going back in time and going, this is a cell phone, they'd be like, I don't even know what that is. Like, right. I, it, right. I, have no, I have no clue what I would do with right. this, right? right. Like, exactly. Great. You know, right. what, yeah. Can I Whatever. throw it? What, yeah. what do I do? What do right? I burn it? Do I use it as yeah. blood? Right. Yeah. What do we do with it, right? So salvation did not exist at, at that point yet. Yeah. It had not. Right. It had not been completed. So they followed him because of what he was saying. Right. That, that there's there's something about the way, and it's all throughout Scripture. I mean, it's all that they were amazed. I mean, he's 12 years old. In the temple, yeah. In the temple. And not only did he listen to the religious leaders, but they said that he, they were amazed at his responses. 12! You know? And so when it, when it comes to a teacher, that's... <laughs> That just goes to show you the wisdom of God dwells within him, you know, from the very beginning. That's why it says the word became flesh, you know, and, and that just goes to show you that even at 12, that was there. Uh, and we too often, like I say, we too often get pulled away. I, I think, you know, sometimes after you said it just a little bit ago, it kind of hit me that when I got saved, I didn't, I wasn't going, I didn't get saved because I thought Jesus was the teacher. No. Not a fear is why I think I got well, saved. Well, I got right? saved because he said your sins will be forgiven. Fear, yeah. Uh, you know, well, I want that because right. I have a lot of sins. Right, my, my sins will be forgiven, and the Bible says I'll be washed clean, white as snow. Mm-hmm. And then I'll never forget after I got saved. You know, I think we said my story before, but I'm sitting in a bar and I heard this voice say, "You need to go home. You need to go home." And and then I found out that that was Jesus. I'm like, I can, I can hear him. Oh crap! Yeah. And I looked at my wife. And I'm like, how? She's like, you got to know scripture. Right, you got to know his word. So I'm like, give me his word. So right? wh- why is I... that, right? Like, why? Because why I want him to know what he had to say. If no, why do you have to know scripture to hear Jesus? Because he doesn't speak anything outside of scripture. That's the only thing he says. That's God's word. And if he's right. the word that became flesh, he's not going to tell you something that's not in the scripture or the Bible. That's why we have to. That's why you need to weigh everything. That's why you may be taught by a Jordan Peterson, or you may be taught by a whoever. 
But you always bring it back to, well, what does the Bible say? What does the Scripture say? Why? Because that's truth. Mm-hmm. Scripture is truth. And, so and, that would be a way to be able to tell teaching, right? So you, you, you hear, again, you hear all this stuff, and I, I read a lot of it because I, you know, I'm, I try to keep myself fairly educated. So I, you know, I read every morning. I try to read a, a part of a book, right? And, and not, I read my Bible, and then I have another book. That, so I'm trying, to, I'm trying to spiritual and mentally enrich myself every single morning. That's part of my morning routine that I've committed to um, for the last Gosh, I don't know. It's been probably six months or so now that I've been doing it. And so I'm on book like three. And um, some of them I read, and I'm like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> like I better go back and bounce this off of Scripture because I don't know where this is going. Right. Right. And I had to, I had to put a book down because you know, part of it I read, I thought, right. I don't know if this is scriptural. Now, it might be. Right. And, I just may, and I'm not saying that, it's, that you know, right. I won't drop right. authors. It may, and I just might not know. Right. But I, it, was, it was questionable enough that I went, e, I don't know that this is based off of Scripture. So until I know that, right. I'm going to not feed myself with this because right. that feels dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, is, it is dangerous. It doesn't, it's totally dangerous because there's a lot of false things out there trying to get you to believe in. I mean, I mean, when you think of even, even, even when Jesus was in the, even when Jesus was in the desert, mm-hmm. the enemy used scripture. Right. Out right. of context, he used, but he used scripture. Right. Right. The very foundation that he was trying to use the word against the living word. That's kind of funny. I don't know how, how Satan thought that was going to work, but you know, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and so that's why, you know, that's why the Bible says to test these things, you know, to, to, it's not that you don't, you stay away from learning about atheism or you stay away from learning. It's not that at all. And that's where I think sometimes we get messed up when it comes to the teachers. You know, I can only be taught by the church. You can be taught by anything. Mm-hmm. But still, when you go to start, when something starts to be rooted in your heart, you need to go, okay, is this from scripture? Is this from the truth? Is this from God? Is because he's the author and the finisher of my life. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so you always re- relate it back to the truth. Uh, I think in today's day and age, you know, it's kind of like when, you know, Paul's teaching Timothy and second Timothy, you know, in first Timothy, he started the church, you know, mm-hmm. and in second Timothy, the church is falling apart. You know, that's fast. A, that, yeah. Big time. <laughs> and so he's freaking out. And Paul says, I solemnly urge you in the presence of God in Christ Jesus. And I love this because this matches with what we're talking about. Who will someday judge the living and the dead when he comes to set up his kingdom. Preach the word of God. Teach. Mm-hmm. Be prepared, whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correct, rebuke, encourage your people with good teaching. Right. Right? And then this is where I think our world is at. For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. Mm. It says they will follow their own desires mm-hmm. and will look for teachers who will tell them what their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. Mm. That's what's going on. They, we don't want to hear the truth of what God has to say. We want to hear the truth of what I feel. Right. Right. And so we're, we're, we're looking for teachers all over to satisfy what we want instead of listening from the true teacher to tell us what we need to hear. And it may not be what we want, but it's something that's going to transform our life. And it's amazing how far we will go, right, in order to make that work. I mean, I, you know, I, I got saved. I accepted Jesus as my Savior a long time ago. Right. But I, I truly believe after the last two weeks, three weeks, and, and part of it really, like, it's, it's amazing how God's taken me through this journey, right? And, and, it, and it, it always takes a moment of coming back to reflection for me to figure, like, in the moment, I'm like, I have no clue what's going on. I really don't. I'm lost half the time. I, you know, I'm like, I, I don't know what. I don't. I don't. I really don't. Like, I, I don't know. I'm just kind of doing the next thing that I think is the right thing to do. So we had the podcast where we talked about. Wait, watch this. I'll, oh, yeah. I'll walk you through this. He's we, a lot smarter than we had the, himself to be. So. We had the podcast where you brought up this scripture about the Jesus calling the disciples. Yeah. I started to. Just it just started to eat at me, and I started to read every all the gospel instances where Jesus called disciples. I started to kind of research through this. I started reading part of this Dallas Willard book that talked about this, 
And then the next week, we recorded this podcast and it came out like bad. We didn't release it. No, right. We, right. we tossed it. Like right. you, you were like, nope. Right. We, I, it was, I was like, mm, it's not great, but I think it's doable. And you were like, nope, not even doable. Like <laughs> right. throw it away. <laughs> then, then we record the one with Dr. B. Right. But we had one with Dr. So I went and I listened to the one, the, the original one with Dr. B, which right. was two weeks ago. And I thought, man, this is, this is good. I mean, this is a teacher. So I started going down the road with, with him and, and going through the things that he was teaching. And then hearing the second podcast, it was so clear to me, like, this is what it means to sit under a teacher, yeah. to sit under somebody who, like I was telling you guys yesterday, he gave me his notes and I was reading his notes. And what he was saying was almost word for word what was written on those pieces of paper, but he wasn't reading it from the piece oh, no. of paper. It's in him. Yeah. He knows this. The, the, his, these words were in him. Yeah. Like Jesus, the word was in him, and he taught from yeah. that. So God drew this picture for me of, of this over those three weeks and right. was like, this is what it means. When you have, this is so much a part of you right. that you can teach it one you can teach it intelligently this is how it would have been like to sit with jesus yeah. in a way right again i'm not saying dr b is jesus don't get it wrong i hope not but with he would be pissed if i yeah, he, would yeah, he would be really mad <laughs> the little dude would be all over me grab that sword and yeah. but i'm saying at a teacher at that level right. right somebody who knew what they were saying because it was at their core right and so this is what, I, what I'm saying. Like, half the time, I don't know where God is going until we finally got to that part yeah. where I went home and I was reading and I thought, this is what I missed. Because the original podcast, the teacher part of it wasn't what I had, I hadn't digested that part yet. Okay. It was after sitting under, re listening to those, the first podcast from Dr. B and then watching him record the second one right. where I went, oh my gosh, yeah. this is a teacher. Yeah. And Jesus was a teacher. Now I can put those two things in my head together right. and go, I can see why people would follow this oh, because yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. You are, as a person, we're looking for that. We oh, yeah. want, you hear oh. that and you go, oh my gosh, think about how easy it is. Now you think about all of those, like you were just talking about the people in today's society who say things where you're like, mm, man, I don't know about that, right? But there are people that follow that because it, they're looking for a teacher to teach them. Yeah. And so when something comes along where they're like, this, not only do I like the way this person says this, but it allows me to do what I want to do because it backs up my thoughts. Mm -hmm. It's easy to follow. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, like if you get, if you subscribe, which, you know, I would suggest everybody that's listening to this to the Heart of a Warrior newsletter. Mm -hmm. I mean, when he, when he writes those, he doesn't, he doesn't write out all the scriptures, but he'll have 10 to 15 scripture verses that he's got that information from. Mm -hmm. You know, everything he does is based off of scripture. I mean, right. it's just unbelievable. There's only one other guy that I know of that did that, and that was Pastor Derek Vandermerville way back in the day. You know, he was the same way. You know, so he's wording it, but it, he gives you the scripture context of where he found that information or that truth from. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I love in Luke 20, 21, it says, Teacher, they said, we know you speak and teach what is right and are not influenced by what others think. Mm. You teach the way of God truthfully. Right. Yeah, so, so Jesus isn't swayed by other teachings. He's, he's not, he's not it, doesn't, it doesn't change this approach whatsoever. Mm -hmm. We are. Right. You know, we get swayed by, and just the sad part is, is, we lean more towards teachers that are saying the things we want to hear. It's just mm -hmm. the truth. And that's why I really believe, that's why people don't read the Bible very much. Right. I, I'm wondering for that, for that, why? Because they read it and they don't like what they're reading. Right. I just talked to a guy yesterday who said that. I don't get it. I don't understand it. So I don't read it. And when I do read it or I do think that I, I don't like what it says. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what does that say about what you're thinking? Right. Well, what right. do you want to be taught by? Right. Right. You know, what do you want to be taught by? So I literally told him, he's, he's, he's an older guy older than me. And I literally told him, I said, you know, I said, because I, I, he seemed like he was a black and white, you know, he was just like cut and dry. 
I said, read Proverbs. Right, very cut and dry. It'll tell you what to do and what not to do. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And you're going to get it. You'll understand it. You may not like some of it, but that's not the point. Right. I mean, you don't go to a teacher to have them teach you what you want to hear. You go to a but teacher. They, to... But people do. That oh, is one hundred percent what people time. do. They go to teachers to teach them what they oh, yeah. want to hear. And people will read the Bible that way. Right. They will read it and they will look for something that fits their desires, and they will manipulate Scripture to do so. And Jesus specifically, that verse you just read, one hundred percent. That's that was not his approach. No. And enough so that the disciples saw that and remarked about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? What's, what's interesting is it says in, in Luke 20, verse 21, it says, it says, you speak and teach what is right and not influenced by what others think. And in Mark 1, 22, it says, the people were amazed at his teaching. And I love this. For he taught with real authority, mm. quite unlike the teachers of religious law. Right? And when you think of Dr. B., He's, he's authoritative, and when he gets mm -hmm. going, you can listen to him and think, well, he's being kind of hard on you. Yeah, yeah, but it's, a, it's an ingrained authority. It's an authority that is, is welled up from the Scriptures and the foundation of his relationship with Christ. You know, Think about that verse. It's not an authority that lords it over like the right. Pharisees did. Yeah. You know? it's, it's an authority that attracts you to God. Yeah, that, that verse is interesting to me because it's, you know, again, it says... The teachers of the law were technically teaching the law, yep. which was given to them by God. Yep. Right? And these people were like, hey, you know, you teach out of truth, not out of the law. Right. So that's, I mean, just to be able to distinguish between those two. Right. Like that, what it paints is that there's a clear difference between the two. Right. But it, it also is I'd imagine those people that were teaching out of the law were like, well, this is what you freaking told us to teach. Right. Like, what? you gave us the law. We're just teaching it. Right. That's probably what they thought. Oh, yeah. Jesus was going, no, you're not. Right. You're teaching the words. Right. You're teaching, like, we, I gave, yeah, we gave you words. Well, he, he the Father gave the you script. words, and, and you're teaching the words. It's about your heart. Right. I am teaching you about the heart, right. which is what was always important, right. and they lost that. Right. Well, yeah, because they thought the law is what made them right. Right. And Jesus said, no, it's not the law that makes you right. It's the I am the Son who sets you free. Mm -hmm. The Son who sets you free is free indeed. It, it, and, and that's what they thought. So he came and flipped the script. He's like, you're using it to lord over people. Right. You're using the scripture to make sure they can, that they can know what they're doing wrong. Right. And if they don't do it, then they're bad. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not how. That's not the truth. The truth is, no. Uh, God's different than that. He's a loving God. Mm -hmm. He's not a God that's going to throw a lightning bolt at you and kill you. You right. know. Uh, so he flipped it on the script. He flipped the script on him big time. That's why they had such a tough time with him. Right. That's why they kept bringing the law in to try to get to catch him doing something wrong. Right. Like the healing of the man's hand. You did that on the Sabbath. The law okay. overcame a miracle. Really, you didn't even you didn't even see the miracle, right? You 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 know you're following the law. And you the basically the law. want you think that God wants this person to stay crippled. Yeah, more than he wants. He he he. What they what they he was what Jesus said basically said to them was, you think God likes the Sabbath rules and laws more than he loves this person, right? And that you're just wrong, right? Because the Sabbath and rules will. Go away. Right. The law is not forever. Right. Right. But these people are. Right. And that's where I think, you know, one of the things with guys that I think, you know, when we, when we work with guys a lot and we talk to guys a lot is the idea of living free of that. Yeah. You know, when you say that, he, oh, he read the Bible and he's like, ah, I just don't agree with it. It's because he's not reading it out of a place of freedom. No. He's reading it out of a place of, man, this has got a lot of crap that I got to do and I can't do what I want to do. And I just, it's so, you have to read it from a place of, no, this is freeing you from all of that. You have to, you have to, I'm getting excited now. You have to read this thing as the reality of God wrote this. Right. Omniscient, mm -hmm. all-knowing in a book. Do you realize how much information you can get from this thing? I mean, if you're, you're trying to, you're trying to, you're reading from someone that 
who knows everything and he would put it in a book. So that's why you just don't read it once right. and put it away. Why? Because the Bible says it's living, it's sharper than a two-edged sword, you know, it cuts through the bone and marrow of my life. You know, that's what makes the Bible exciting. The reality is that every time you open it, God's speaking to you. You're learning truth. Uh, this is why I read it consistently. This is why I do my daily Bible. Why? Not out of obligation, like, oh, I have to, like the law. Like says, no, I really believe that who the Son set free is free indeed. So I'm free to receive the teachings of God through reading this book, through my relationship with Christ. And if he's, if he's my creator, why wouldn't I want to talk to him? Right. Why wouldn't I want to know what he thinks about me? If he's truly my father, why would I not want to seek after him? Why would I not want to be taught by a dad who loves me? My dad taught me machining. Mm-hmm. He did a great job of teaching me some trades and, and doing some you know, trades and doing those things. But he's not all knowing, right? <laughs> right? And it's it's different when you, again it's it's different when you look at it as a book of do's and don'ts, right. or a book that's going to again, it's going to teach you how to live. Yeah, that's that's a whole different world. It's, it's a whole different idea. The realization that obedience is not entrapping you, right? The obedience is what sets you free. The obedience is actually the obedience to what you're being taught is is the actual thing that shows your love for God. Mm-hmm. It says that in First or Second John, I can't remember which one it was. So I mean, but we think that we think when we read it and it tells us to do something like it's an obligation and oh my gosh, no. When you actually step out into that what you've been taught, it's freeing in your soul. It's right. freeing in your heart. Um, that's the difference. You're not bound up by the law or doing don't. That's why Jesus said, you know, it's not. It's Yes, it's the Ten Commandments, but we don't live by that. Why? Because that doesn't do anything for us. Right. Right? It actually is more condemning. It just shows us, you know, it shows us what we do wrong. You know, so <laughs> I can't remember what scripture it is, but, you know, uh, study the book of the law, Joshua 1.8, study the book of the law continuously, meditate on it day and night, so that you meditate on it day and night um, so that you will succeed. Right. Right? And so uh, so this is, this is what, to me, is fun about scripture. It's, it's a book that's it's the longest uh, lasting book in the world. Mm-hmm. It's been around since the beginning. There's a lot in there mm-hmm. to receive. There's a lot in there to be taught from. And the, the, one of the cool things, I think, when you apply that, right? So how do we apply that to our life? One of the, one of the things that, for me, and a, a big example, right? My, my language. Like, I mean, I was not, was not PG, maybe not even PG-13 might have approached the rated R or worse, right? I mean, I, I, my language was not great. Right. Just what, I mean, I, I swore a lot. I cussed a lot. I was, you know, I would speak out of anger a lot. Yeah. And I didn't, at no point did I say, I need to stop doing that. Right. I didn't. Right. It, it never, I didn't even think of it. No. Ne- never even thought of it. No. Until there was, I don't know, one day... I was hanging out with Josiah, my oldest son, and I said something, and I don't, remember, I don't remember. I was like, I said, like, damn it, right? Yeah. And he goes, whoa, language. And I thought to myself, really? <laughs> I'm at that point? And so I, I said, you know, hey, sorry about that. And he goes, I just haven't had, heard you talk like that in a while. And I thought, Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty good yeah. if that's as bad as it gets. Right. But I didn't, I didn't, it wasn't anything that I thought of. Yeah. It just, it just happened. Right. Like, I just, right. I just don't need to. I don't, right. I don't, there, right. it, it was not something that, that I, that I had to, there, now there have been things where I'm like, I can't. I don't need to do that. I, I, I need to stay calm in those situations. Right, of course, right? Yeah. Literally yesterday, there's another one. I'm driving down the road yesterday, going down the freeway, cruising along in the far left-hand lane, right, where, where I'm supposed to be cruising along. And this car decides it's more important to me. And, like, That's he because came. Because he drives the speed limit. No, nah, I was not driving the speed limit. I need to get somewhere. He was, and, and he came like, like into the lane with me. To, I had to move onto the shoulder. Okay. Because he was like, I'm coming. Did not look. Just over. And I could tell you that in the past, that would have been a long horn, maybe some flashing of lights, might have got really close to the back of him, probably would have followed him when he exited. 
and you know to get up close to the side of the car to give right. him uh, you know to just uh, instruct him on the right. finer ways of changing lanes right right no none of that like i literally slowed way down and i was like whoa guy almost hit me is is was the response to that and i after that, i thought to myself holy crap again i it's not something that i've had to to stop myself it just I just don't have that need in me. There's just it's just not in no. me anymore. And see, that's what the, that's what makes Jesus that's what makes Jesus Christ different than any other teacher, because what we learn from him changes the attitude of the heart. That's what we learn. Same thing happened to me when I got saved. All of a sudden, it was like it was like three months after I accepted Christ in my life, I worked as a mechanic, mm-hmm. and it was like three or four months after I got saved, and uh, you know, we're starting to study scripture and I had two mentors in my life and back in the day when you were a teenager and and I was just drinking it in. I was just learning. I was just receiving wisdom from scripture, from Jesus and, you know, from the, those that uh, were mentoring me. And I'll never forget, I was in my shop and I was talking and uh, I, I, I literally was putting a, a t- truck tire on a rim and, it, and it, it, luckily I had it spun the other way because there was a, it, it was a bad tire and it blew up and Lucky I had it turned the opposite way. Otherwise, if it would have been, it would have ripped off something that I wouldn't want to rip off. <laughs> but it blew up and it knocked me about four feet back onto my back. And I got up and I was like, oh, sh-. And I went, <laughs> I just swore, you know? And, I, and like you, I, I didn't try to stop. I used to cuss all the time too, you know? I, but when I said it, it literally, I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so horrible. I just said that. It's not even that bad of a word. Right. Um, but what? That's, that's what t- Jesus' teaching does. It transforms your heart. It's not something that you necessarily have to try to do. It may start that way a little bit. Like mm-hmm. you said, it may start in certain areas. My criticalness was something that I knew that I needed repair of. But the more I, the more I read and was taught about patience mm-hmm. right, and kindness, the more I noticed the, criti- the criticism starting to go down. Um, now there's once again we said this before you know there's a lot of self-help books and how you can six steps overcoming criticism and 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 whatever the case may be but that's why this that's why being taught by jesus is so important because once again the word is alive it's active it's doing something every time you learn from it Mm -hmm. um and even if you don't understand it you can be reading out of leviticus Mm -hmm. and the bible i love that scripture where the bible says that that um god's word will never return void what it what it what it goes out what how he um what he sets it out to achieve it will achieve mm-hmm. so i mean think of that everything you're reading god has a purpose behind you reading that scripture that day right. and it's going to achieve in you exactly what he wants to achieve in your heart and in your mind that to me just is another great reason why i want jesus as my teacher right because yeah i mean i get it everything all the time in the scripture but that doesn't mean god isn't using it to change my life um and that's what it's about it's not about it's not about performance. It's not about, you know, I'm, I'm not teaching to get a degree. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what Willard said. I'm, te- I'm learning from Jesus how to live. How to live, right? Yeah. And that's, so I, for, guys that are, for guys that are listening and watching, that are, that are in the place that the, the guy that you were talking to, where they're like, I just don't. I just, the Bible just doesn't do it for me. Yeah. Like, I can't read it. I feel... I would recommend so there's a there's this thing called the pause app yeah and it's a John Eldridge uh, app that they made so you find it in any app in the app store it's just called the pause or pause app right um, get that and he's got a 30 days to resilient in yeah. there which is a 30 30 days I mean it's pretty self-explanatory it's 30 days of a teaching every or it's it's a 8 to 12 minute like I wouldn't say teaching like like I don't know what even to call it, right? Eight to twelve minutes of yeah, I'll say teaching because I don't know what else to call it. In the morning and then again in the in the afternoon evening time. I always do it when I get up in the morning. I do it and then um, before I go to bed, I like to hit the second one, right? And I've gone through it probably four times, yeah, for uh, the thirty days. And I try to you know like every other month I, I've gone through it. Um, start there. Right. Start with that every morning. And if you can't do it for evening, just do whatever. Just skip the evening one and right. do the morning one. It's right. okay. You, you'll be all right. You'll just fast forward through the evening one to get to the next morning one. There's scripture in there. Yeah. Pull that out and start with that. Right. When when he you know when he when get a piece of paper when it go go through the pause app when it write the scripture down, and then go back and read that right. and reflect on right. how it was used in that little eight to twelve minute blurb that they right. had for the day. Yeah. 
I guarantee you, by the time you are done with that 30 days, you will think much differently about the Bible yeah. than before that. Oh, yeah. It's, sure. it's God does not want to torture you with Exodus and don'ts, or right? Leviticus or Deuteronomy. Yeah. Like, he does not want to torture you with that. Yeah. It's, there is stuff that we can learn from there. But if you're having a hard time reading the Bible, guess what? That's not where God wants you. Yeah. God is, he cares and he, he will come at it in a loving manner if you allow it to. So find that area, right? I, he's got me, this is, so I'm much like, you know, you were saying very black and white. And so that's kind of me. So there's parts of the Bible that are tough for me because I'm like, like Psalms, right? I'm like, I don't, I don't understand any of this. Well, so lately he's got his, I've, I've felt like God wants me to read Psalms. Right. And I'm like, really? Like, I don't understand much of it. I just don't. I'm like, it's just a dude complaining and then he's happy. And he complains and he's happy. And he complains and he's happy. Like, pick one and go with it, right? I, whatever. There have been Psalms. I think it was Psalm 23. I, I read it. I think I felt like I should reread it every day for like five days. And finally, I'm like, God, please help me get out of this, whatever you're trying to say, because yep. I don't know if I can do it again. Like, I don't know if I can continue to just read this same stinking verse every <laughs> single day. But there's something in there that he's trying to get to me. Right. And he's doing it in a loving, caring manner where he's taking his time. And I just imagine God's like, okay, hang in there. Yep. You'll get there. Trying to bring you somewhere. Just stick with me. Just stick with me. And so that's what I'm doing is I'm just sticking with. And it's, I think part of it is like, it's not black and white. It's very abstract, which funny enough, I have a 13 year old son who is very abstract and very not black and white. So some of it I feel is God trying to teach me, Hey, this is how your son is. This is what his heart looks like. If you read Psalms, this is what your 13 year old's heart looks like. So if you are going Come on, man, get through this. What are you, how are you coming off to your son? Yeah. And, I'm and, like, I, and, and you know, this, this is, I guess, man to man, but I, I just really think, cause I was there. I didn't, I didn't like to read, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think it has anything to do with, to be truthful, whether, whether you understand or not. Usually the people that say, you know, I don't understand it. So I don't read it. Don't read anyways. Right. Yeah. They don't. Didn't try. They just don't read. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I mean, that's how I was, you know, I mean, and then of course, what do I do? I take Rayma correspondence course, Kenneth Hagen, which had like 65 books that I had to read through a three year period of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a discipline, right? It is. Oh, I mean, yeah. There's no doubt about it, but are you willing to risk the fact of that? You're learning how to live from other sources and, and you, right. you know, and then you want to do the podcast and you want to do the, you know, the, the, you can get the Bible on tape. Or get the Bible on, you know. There's an app that reads it for app. you. Yeah, there's so a you don't have to app. read it. You can just listen to it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and once again, for me, I didn't. For me, I didn't. I when I started reading scripture, um, I. I don't remember going. I don't get it. I remember going. Oh, I really want to get this. Hmm. I totally remember that with the Roger Bruin, and I would everything. Everything I question, I go to Roger. I go to Pastor PD, and. I'd be like, I read this, I don't get it. What is it saying? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if you don't understand something, contact someone Absolutely, that knows. Yeah. Look online. Right. You can type in the scripture on the Bible app, and literally it'll give you, you know, a context of what that scripture means. 45 teachings from people right. about that I scripture. Mean, so it isn't, it isn't, it's accessible now. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, there's going to be stuff you don't understand, but do you desire to be fed the truth? Do you right. desire to be taught by the one who knows you the best and knows you and loves you the most? You know, you know I just read Psalm 51. Uh, this morning and this is where you know regards when you read it when you read the the heading the psalm of david regarding a time nathan the prophet came after him when david committed adultery with Bathsheba. okay what's adultery well he had sex with some woman that was married okay with that in context this is david's heart have mercy on me O god because of your unfailing love because your great compassion blot out that stain of my sin how how, what, what can't you how can you not relate to that right 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 Wash me clean from my guilt. He's crying out because he did something wrong. He's crying out because he sinned. Mm-hmm. Wash me from the clean. Purify me from my sin, for I recognize my rebellion. I mean, just in those things, there's like four steps that you can just relate to your own life with. Right. You know? 
for I recognize my, my rebellion. It haunts me day and night. Against you and you alone have I sinned. I have done what is evil in your sight. You'll be proved right in what you say, and your judgment against me is just, for I was born a sinner. Yes, from the moment my mother conceived me, but you desire honesty from the womb, teaching me wisdom even there. You know, purify me, God. Help me so I don't feel this way. You know, I mean, you know, that's what I, and it keeps going on. Don't keep looking at my sins. Remove the stain of my guilt. I mean, these are all statements that I can relate to. Right. Because right. I've sinned. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And my, and cried out to God, man, mm -hmm. you know, God, I'm sorry. I did this. I should never have done this. I've hurt people. I've hurt myself. Mm -hmm. You know, cleanse me of this stuff. Remove this stuff from me. I don't want that type of a heart. Um, so once again, I just, um, I just think, yeah, it's a discipline, and and yeah, you know, um, but there's a desire that I I really believe that the more you read scripture, the more you desire it, because you feel and you sense and you see the change in your life that it does, mm -hmm. and you want more. You just want more. If you take it as it's teaching you how to live, right? It's a it opens up a whole different oh, ballgame for you. Not a list of do's and don'ts, but teaching right. you how to live, right? It's it is again what's got me. What I love about this message that we've been walking in for the past, you know, couple of years now uh, is is it's it's meant for freedom, yes. not to drag you down, not to beat you up, right. not to tell you how bad of a person you are right. and how many mistakes that you've made. But it's intended to free you. Yes. It's intended to allow you to walk as you were intended to walk. Yeah. And if you can embrace that yeah. and you can understand that, then it's life changing. Right. It really it'll change the way you feel.